Hey guys, this is Ed, Paul, and Anna of Current Brand Media, and we are here to tell you a little bit more about our sponsor. Sportsball is a great subscription service geared towards minor league baseball fans. Each box features a different minor league team. You get a box every three months with minor league baseball gear, including different styles of hats like Ed's favorite, the dad hat. The cost is less than $12 a month. Proceeds from each box goes to More Than Baseball, the only nonprofit dedicated to the well-being of minor league baseball players. We all know that Parents' Days are coming up this summer. So if you've got a mom or a dad or a grandma or a grandpa who are particularly difficult to buy for, but you know they're baseball fans, this is the answer, guys. Meet your new favorite team at sportsballbox.com. Is there anybody there? <laughs> Um, I actually was paralyzed uh, from my C2 vertebrae down for about a week, and a, about a week, week and a half. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, so Coach Price let me come and, you know, try to get healthy and try and get back to the player I was. Um, so after med- medically redshirting for two years, trying to get healthy, I just, you know, kind of figured that it wasn't going to be in the cards to get back to being a Division One baseball player, and that's fine. What's up, Deadhead crew? Ed here, and on this episode, I'll bring you guys Antonio Garcia. He is the head baseball coach of the Western Nebraska Pioneers, as well as a graduate assistant coach with the University of Kansas. We talked about how he was paralyzed from the neck down all the way to coming back, playing, as well as now becoming a head coach. A lot of very inspirational uh, stories from him, so sit back, enjoy, and without further ado, I'll give you the episode. All right. Well, I want to welcome you guys to yet another episode of the Dad Hat Chronicles. Obviously, you guys already know who I am. My name is Ed. And with me today, I have Antonio Garcia. He is currently a graduate assistant coach at the University of Kansas. Is that correct, my man? Yes. Yes. Awesome. And then soon this summer, you are going to be uh, the manager of the Western Nebraska Pioneers. So that's pretty cool stuff, man. Yeah, I'm really excited. I was there last summer as um, as the field manager as well. So I'm really excited to get back to gearing um, once we wrap up this spring season. That's awesome, dude. I love it. I love it. But hey, let me not get ahead. Let's go ahead and go back to. uh, Hey, man, how did you become a fan of the of the sport of baseball? Tell me about that. Yeah, I mean, I've grown up around the game. My dad played college baseball, and um, like you, him being from Puerto Rico, uh, they love their baseball, so I kind of grew up with a bat and a ball in my hand from the time I was four years old. Um, My dad and my uncles and everyone just kind of got me into it, so I started playing from a really young age and just kind of fell in love with the game from then um, and have never looked back. That's awesome, man. I love that. Yeah, it's true. You're in Puerto Rico. It's just one of those things, man. You just you, it's the national sport, right? It's a little bit on a decline in the last couple of years there, but I have a feeling that we are going to come back strong. That's what I believe. Absolutely. <laughs> um, OK, so uh, you're born in, in California, right? Yeah, I born and raised in San Jose, California. Um, still there to this day. OK, so. Oh, wow. So hold on a second. You, you, you're born in San Jose. You live in San Jose, but then, you know, during the baseball season, you got to you, you transfer to Kansas. Yeah. So um, I'm not home a ton anymore. Uh, me and my girlfriend live here in, in cl- right outside of Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, 
But when I do get to go home for holidays and stuff, uh, San nice. Jose still home. That's cool. I love that. Love that. Right. You got to go back home, man. You got to spend time with the family. Exactly. All right. So uh, did you play? Did you play ball like, you know, Little League and all that growing up? How did well, what happened? Yeah, with I started uh, probably shoot when I was four years old, um, played the whole Little League scene, travel ball scene, high school scene, and then committed to play at KU, came to KU for a couple of years, um, got to play some Division One baseball and then, you know, flipped to the other side of the lines and started getting into coaching. <laughs> Uh, so what position did you play at uh, KU? Uh, second base. Second base. Okay. Um, and then, you know, what happened? You just decided that, uh, that coaching was a, a, a better path for you? Uh, not quite. This is, I mean, it's kind of a long story. Um, after I committed my senior year of high school, mm-hmm. um, it was as March. So it was before I got to campus, but um, I actually was paralyzed uh, from my C2 vertebrae down for about a week in about a week, week and a half. Oh no. Uh, yeah. So coach price, let me come and, you know, try to get healthy and try and get back to the player I was. Um, so after med- medically redshirting for two years, trying to get healthy, I just, you know, kind of figured that it wasn't going to be in the cards to get back to being a division one baseball player. And that's fine. Um, so I started as an undergraduate assistant coach while I finished my degree from KU. Um, and now I'm the graduate assistant trying to get my master's and, um, move forward in the game. That's crazy, man. Like it was a, it was a, a, like an accident, you know, what happened? Um, just... uh, the doctors at Stanford have told me that it's just, it was some kind of infection in my spinal cord. Um, just was super random one day, just a freak uh, accident, you know, something that just happened and boom off that's happened, huh? Yeah. They still can't really tell me exactly what happened. So Hey man, you're still around. You're coaching. You're around the game that you love, right? Yeah, exactly. I and I still throw the best batting practice in the country. <laughs> there it is. I love it. Heck yeah, you do. All right. So you're you uh you got your undergraduate. What you get your undergraduate in? Uh, communication studies, and I minored in business. And my master's degree in the fall, I'll graduate um, uh, with sports management. Nice. Love it. I'm a communications major myself. Um, I definitely could not play at ball. I, I literally like half a year in freshman, I was tall. Uh, so I played catcher, my knees gave out and then that was it for me. So <laughs> now you're one of the biggest fans. About yeah, the game. Awesome. I love the game and, and that's what it is. And at least this, you know, when I, I knew that I was not going to play baseball, right. I knew that. So I needed to find an outlet, you know, I'm 40 years old now and I finally found an outlet is doing this podcast and, uh, you know, my shows on Wednesdays with my friend Paul um, that have I designed. So, I mean, it, I'm, I'm doing what I love. I, I mean, you know, no regrets whatsoever. I think this this was the path for me, you know, going forward. So I have no regrets. No. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so tell me. Um, so you go from Kansas to Western Nebraska, how that happened. Tell me. Tell me the story behind that. Yeah, so actually when I was a player at KU, um, our coach called me into the office one day and was like, you're going to play summer ball in Western <laughs> Nebraska. And I was like, really? Like, <laughs> do I have to? Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how it started. So I <clears throat> went out there and played in the inaugural season um, and kind of and just really liked the town. Um, towards the end of that summer, that's kind of when I was – deciding that 
you know, I probably was going to continue playing on. So yeah, I left kind of middle towards the end of the summer, but I loved gearing, um, had an awesome host family experience. So not 2019, but 2020 during the COVID year. Um, when COVID hit, I drove back to California from Kansas. So I had to come back for school um, towards the end of the summer to move, move out of my apartment. And I drove through Salt Lake City. And then I was like, all right, gearing is kind of on the way. Um, that'd be awesome to see my host family and just stop in and check in for a day. Yeah. My drive out. Um, so I do that. I've been gearing. Um, I'm going to leave in the morning. And then I saw that the pioneers were playing the Hastings Sodbusters, and two of one of my really good friends at KU were playing on that team. Oh, so really? I'll, stay, I'll see. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll stay one more day. And then honestly, it's such a funny story because me and my host dad are, you know, I was like a fan at the Pioneers game. So I was, you know, having some beers, having a good time. And I walked, I saw Chuck. So I walked down and, you know, said hi again. And he kind of asked what I was doing, what I was doing in town. And I was like, ah, well, um, I stopped playing. I'm getting into coaching. I was supposed to coach in, uh, in Yarmouth, Dennis, um, in the Cape Cod league in 2020 as an assistant coach, but it got canceled due to COVID. Um, and he was like, well, you know, anytime you like, we would love, like, just reach out. We would love to have you back here um, on the other side. And I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. And he was like, actually, like, I want you to meet our head coach after the game. Cause at this time, I think he expected that Ryan Cyrus, who was the coach, was going to come back. So after the game, <clears throat> I was talking to Ryan um, and he was like, one of our assistants is actually leaving at the end of the week. Do you think you could stay for the rest of August? <laughs> and I was like, honestly, like, I'd love to. I have to go back to Lawrence to move out of my apartment. Um, but I'll do that and I'll just, and I'll shoot back over and finish up. Um, so I did. So I came back as an assistant under coach Sires and he took a job that he wasn't able to coach summer ball the next year. And then Chuck offered me the job before I left. It was, <laughs> it was a crazy couple of weeks. And then, um, yeah, last summer was my first summer with uh, the team as the head coach. And it was, it was a great experience for me. Um, I was 23 year old, 23 years old and the head coach in a collegiate summer league. Um, I'd be interested to see if there was really anyone else younger than me or the same age doing the same kind of thing. Um, and we had a lot of success. So it was a lot of fun for me. My first time around. That's insane, dude. That's one of the craziest stories I've heard. That, but that's awesome, though, right? Because, like, I mean, it was just regular. You're like, oh, I'm just going to stop by on a way, you know, say hi to the host family. And then you leave with a job. <laughs> yeah. And next thing I know, I'm coming back for summer number four and gearing now too as the head coach. You, so obviously this is a path that, you know, it, it's working out for you. This is what you want to do. You want to be a coach. Yes. I definitely want to stay in the game um, with my story and everything. Like the game gave so much to me. I say it all the time. So I just want to stay in the game as long as I can and, you know, give back to it what it gave to me kind of thing. Hey, listen, people need coaching, right? They need, they need to, there are players out there that need, they need to be coached and, you know, and you've played it. You, you did it. You know, you, you were D one and that's not, that's not an easy feat. Right. Cause like, I mean, that's hard to get into. Right. So, no, for sure. Um, so you're going back um, to uh, the pioneers. Are you doing any, any, um, uh, are you the ones who are just handling all of the recruiting? How are you doing that? Right. Cause like, I mean, you know, that's all, that's all part of being a coach now in the collegiate summer league. Yeah, no. So I'm, uh, Chuck's given me full access or 
don't know the right word, but I'm 100% doing the recruiting. Um, every player that's signed is someone that I've brought in. Um, and I'm really excited about the roster this summer. My assistant coach, Trent Kiefer, um, he's our pitching coach. He, he was on staff last year as well. He's coming back. Um, and he's also helped with recruiting um, to take a little weight off my back because last summer I did it all. Um, but it's been super nice having Trent, you know, to help and just have someone that I can, you know, bounce some questions off. Like if I'm like, hey, I, another infielder wants to sign. I'm looking at the roster. I'm not sure if we have room or not. Like, what do you think? And he's just like, he, I feel like he always knows what to say. So it's just really nice having um, someone to bounce some of the information off yeah. um, so we can try and make sure that um, we're as successful or even more successful than we were last summer. But okay. the recruiting part's really fun um, for me because I get to call, you know, college coaches from all across the country and build connections that way. Um, that'll hopefully come back and help me later in the day when I'm, you know, when I am trying to grow in the game. Yeah. Uh, then personal connections um, also help. Um, but yeah, it's basically personal connections and me getting on the phone and, and just um, calling and calling some coaches that either I have connections with, Trent has connections with. Chuck may have connection with, or our staff at KU is great and they have a lot of connections as well. And then my connections on the West coast as well have helped a lot. That's awesome. So you're, are you currently in the middle of building your roster? Are you, um, are you done with it? You know? Yeah, we're done. We're, we're done with it right now. Um, obviously there's still 48 days to opening day. A lot can change. Um, mm-hmm. uh, pitchers throw too many innings and shut themselves down for the summer guys just decide they don't want to come. Um, but with the guys that I have on the roster right now, I'm pretty confident most of them are going to stick with it and stay. Um, we have a guy or two that may have too many innings under his belt. And that makes sense. Like I'm, um, there's no reason to come out and force it. If you got yeah, no, right. the amount of innings that you need to get to. So um, yeah. So there might be some extra pitcher spots that open up. Um, I have a little, I have a shorter temp roster because a lot of the division ones don't don't end till after we start. Right. Uh, so guys to kind of fill the gap until, you know, our full rosters are. That's kind of the hardest part about recruiting is trying to find guys that'll come in for, you know, two or three weeks and um try and earn a spot or just two or three weeks and then, you know, go do something yeah, else. But exactly. Um for now, yeah, the roster's done. We've been done for a little bit, just little bits and pieces here to tweak and, you know, add. Um, but yeah. That's awesome. So let me ask you. Um, so you have D one, D two. You got uh, JUCO players. You you pretty much are recruiting pretty much anywhere. You know what are you sticking with? Yeah, here I can pull the roster up right now. Oh, uh, yeah, it, it's a majority of Division one guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Any Kansas guy? Yeah, I have a couple Kansas guys. I think I have three. Um, there's a couple Division two. Eric Smelko last summer was our team MVP. Um, he hit lead off and played center field for 60 games for us. Oh, wow. Um, so he yeah. was, he was swinging. Yeah, he 360, 370, just super reliable in the outfield. Super great kid. Um, the town, he's a, he's a fan favorite hands down. Um, everyone loves the kid. So I'm really excited to have him back. He was at a division one last year. He's at a division two this year. Um, but it just goes to show um, our shortstop this summer's from a D two ones from a D two ones from a D one. Um, but it just goes to show that there's talent at all levels. Um, so we've really reached out to all of them. Juco, um, it's nor- it's mainly Juco, D1, and D2. I don't think I have any Division three guys on the roster. 
Um, Let me not ask. You're not good enough just because it's just you couldn't. You just know. the way the connections that I have lined right. up just wasn't uh, what didn't work out. Right. You know, uh, and I've had a couple of players on, and we've we've had this discussion as like <laughs> every single one of these players that I've talked to have a different path to playing summer ball, playing you know in the collegiate woodbat league because one of them was Juco, one of them was from Puerto Rico who went back. You know, he was you know, D one, and then ended up being, you know, D three. And it's just, you know, just because you're going to a smaller school does not mean that you're not going to get um, the opportunity to showcase your, st- your talent. You just gotta, you know, if your name is called, you gotta go for it. Right. For sure. Yeah. Um, obviously I have not had a ton of experience at the other levels, but um, the summer ball experience that I've gotten has, sh- has really proven to me that there's a ton of talent at all the levels um, so kids need to go where um, it best fits and it's not the D one or bus mentality. And yeah, um, it's just go where you wanted, go where, you know, it fits. If they have your major, if they are giving you money, it's just kind of whatever works out the best for you um, right. makes the most sense to do. I think that's the route that guys should take. Cause there is talent at all levels. I love, I love to hear that. Absolutely love to hear that. Cause that is so true. So true. So let's talk about your your philosophy as as a head uh, coach, right? How how do you, you how do you handle that, right? Like you know, because like I mean, there's a lot of uh, ball coaches that are like they they're like, no, listen, I'm a I'm a long ball coach. You know, I'm all about it. There's some that are you know small ball, right? They they want to bunting and all of this other stuff. You know, where do you fit in in your coaching? Um, mentality i guess yeah so it's a little different in summerall because as i've learned from our staff here at ku like um in the summer technically they're my guys but these aren't my guys yeah um, oh no they, everybody comes with an instruction right so like and summerall is all about developing guys and you know making them better so they can go back to their school in the fall and perform to the best of their ability right um so as much as like I want to do a bunch of stuff and, you know, help people as much as I can, um, my hands are kind of tied in that. Like, I don't really go out and help our guys until they ask me to, mm-hmm. unless it's something like blaring that like, okay, this needs to change. Um, my business, cause I'm a hitting and infield guy. Um, so last summer was tough for me. Cause I think we had one of the worst fielding percentages in the league. Um, but so we're just going to work on that. Um, one of my biggest things, hitting wise, especially in summer ball is to get your swings off. That's what you're there for. Mm-hmm. Um, stay at a street, stay out of two strike counts as much as you can um, hammer the fastball, have some fun with it. Um, but like I said, you're there to get as many at bats as you can. Um, so go up there to have fun and look for something to hit. But for the majority, I, there's not too much philosophy that goes into it. I just try and, you know, use my baseball IQ and, to the best of my ability and help our guys in game as much as I can so that we can win. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I love winning and I hate losing. <laughs> they are there to develop and, you know, hone in on their skills. If we need to bunt in the seventh inning, we're going to bunt in the seventh inning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might not like it, but you know, I am a West coast guy, so I do enjoy small ball a little bit. Um, I'm so with you. Know, you. I'm like all the it. way on the East you coast. You might want to swing, um, try and hit a home run, but that's not what we need right now. We're going to bunt. So yeah, I'm all the I'm all the way in the East Coast and I cannot 
listen, I'm a fan of small ball. I that's that's what I love to see. I love to, you know, when people are bunting play, you know, runnings over and all this other stuff. And I, I think that, you know, there should be a good mix of everything. Listen, home run balls. Yeah, that's the sexy stuff, right? Like, you know, that's fun. I'm not I'm not denying it. I think that's a lot of a lot of fun. But I think this also needs to be, in my opinion, right? Because listen, I'm just a you know, couch coach, right? Like I'm just, you know, behind a TV, you know, microphone telling people like, oh, you should be doing this. No, like I get it. But I think there should be a, a an equal balance of bunting and small ball mentality compared to, you know, long ball, in my opinion. No, yeah, for sure. Obviously, every, like you said, everyone likes to see the home runs. Um, but just sit, I'm really big fan of situational baseball and situational hitting and doing stuff in situations that, you know, um, give your team the best chance to win, in my opinion. So, obviously, that's a judgment call I make during the games yeah. uh, as the head coach. And um, if I need to bounce something off Trent, um, I can, which is awesome. Um, but for the most part, I take care of the offense. He takes care of the pitching, and uh, we stay at each other's way. <laughs> that's a good thing. I like I like to hear this. Like, hey, listen, you just handle the, the pitching staff. I'll handle the rest. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have such a great relationship. We actually – met each other our first day before the summer last year in gearing. Um, I talked to him three or four times, just kind of a connection I had got me to connect with him. And yeah, um, now he's one of my really good friends and we talk every day and we're really That's excited awesome. to for another summer. Um, where is he coaching at right now? He's on staff at North Dakota state. Oh, okay. All right. I like that. I'm a fan of uh, uh, North Dakota State's uh, logos. They're awesome. But uh, the anyway, cool. yeah, got to love it, right? It's just cool, especially on a football helmet. <laughs> yeah. um, so so, tell me, you know, last year you were coaching. Um, tell me what a situation in which it was just not, not, uh, not easy, but like, you know, something that was – during a game that it was just one of those situations that was hard to handle, right? Because, like, you know, you're just there and it was, you know, you wanted someone to bunt, but it didn't bunt or, you know, something along those lines, Some, a difficult situation with a player. Yeah, most of the stuff that happened that was tough to deal with is just, like, stuff that's kind of out of our control. Mm -hmm. um, we played a game against Soares Valley where we were – we were better than them in every facet of the game mm. that specific day um, other than our infield defense. I think we made eight errors in one game and ended up losing by a run in the 12th inning. Oh, that like, hurts. I, 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 yeah, I could, I'm still it's pissing me off again right now. I, <laughs> I remember how mad I was after that during and after that game, but we did our pitching did everything. Our hitting our hitters did everything that we needed to do to win that game. And we probably made six errors too many to win a game. We lose a one run game. Yikes. We gave up, we gave up 11 runs and I think it was two or three of them were earned. So it's just kind of sitting there with my hands tied. Like, Oh no, it's just one of those situations. Just, just one of those things where you kind of feel helpless and you're just sitting there. Um, and you're just watching it. Let it, it's just happening. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, but it's I just, know that, yeah it's just I meant uh, physical mistakes happen. It's the mental mistakes that really bother me. Mm -hmm. uh, but like I said, we did a lot of early work stuff. And, you know, as an infield guy, you know, the next day we're taking 
um, extra ground balls that day. And so like, yeah, everybody I, I get on it. We're doing ground balls right yeah, now. I, I, I try to do all I can to help them. Um, like I said, they come to me, their coaches sending them to me so that I can make them as prepared and better them to go back to their teams in the fall, their programs in the fall um, and, you know, compete for a starting job or if they already had one, just like get keep, much better. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep getting their game as good as it can so they can go back and, you know, help their teams win as much mm-hmm. as they can. Um, so when, when is it that you get to go to, uh, Nebraska when you, when you move there after you're done with Kansas? Yeah. So I'll drive out to Nebraska, um, May 22nd, May 22nd. Okay. Yeah. So that's the end of our regular season. I'll miss the big 12 tournament. Um, but I'll be in, yeah, I'll be in Nebraska May, yeah. May 22nd, Sunday, Mm -hmm. May 22nd. I'll drive out there. Gotcha. So let me ask you, you are, you're, 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 you're head coach in Nebraska, but you're a graduate assistant here, Eric, uh, there in Kansas. How is that? You know, what, are, what are your responsibilities there, you know, during the season? Um, I kind of just help the staff with really whatever we need. Um, technically it's a graduate manager position. I'm not like t- allowed to coach, but I help with a lot of stuff opposing scouting reports. Um, you know, throwing batting practice, hitting fungos throughout the day, just, you know, the, the typical stuff that all the know, grunt work. Yeah. That a young GA normally does. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And my GA friends kind of do all the same stuff. It's just kind of like, like I said, as I, like, as I've told you that I'm trying to, you know, uh, just move up in the game. Um, this is just a step that I have to take. And um, I'm kind of at the bottom of it. It's funny. because I'm at the bottom of the totem pole here. And then, once May 20, and then once May 22nd hits, I'm the head honcho. So. <laughs> right. I would just uh, say, you know, like, you are a little culture shock going back and <laughs> forth, but I love it. But it makes you appreciate what you do, though. Right. Because you, you know where you are and you know where you want to be. You just got to put in the work, you know. Yep, Got to put in the hours. What do you uh, what do you envision yourself doing, you know, after? Uh, Kansas after graduate Kansas because I'm sure that eventually has to come to an end right yeah and then from there my goal is to get you know a volunteer assistant coach position at um, a a division one school I want to stay in college baseball Mm -hmm. Uh, and then from there you know get a paid assistant job and just kind of move up move up the ladder um, as quickly as I can (laughs) that's hard And, and you know I'll give you I'll give you all the kudos my man you're about to go into, you know, an unpaid volunteer coaching position that you may or may not work out or, you know, that is going to be one of those situations where it's just going to be difficult, right? Because you're going to have to get another job in the meantime and things like that. The, the support system must be crazy good, you know, for, you know, I'm you, you say you have a girlfriend, I'm sure she's like, you know what, go for it, honey. I love you. Let's do it. Yeah, I do have a great support system between my family and my girlfriend. So, you know, she's a teacher and everyone needs teachers. So we'll find a spot and it'll be just fine. Love it. Absolutely love it. I think that's great. I think that's great. Um, so your 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 major is in sports management. Um, have you already started putting feelers out there? Uh, for your volunteer work, or you still got, you know, you still I have another year. I still I won't graduate till the end of the fall, so Oh, so you got time. Yeah, so I do got some time to figure it out. And you're going to miss out the Big 12, man. 
I love I love being in the Big 12. I love that this is where I got to start my coaching career. Um, just watching some really, really impressive baseball my last six years here. Um, one of the best, obviously, the, one of the best conferences in the country year in, year out. Um, last weekend, we went to a uh, number four Oklahoma number number four ranked team in the country, Oklahoma state, yeah. their brand new stadium, um, faced an all American first rounder Friday and Saturday night. Um, an impressive lineup. Um, this past weekend we played the newly number four Texas tech, um, with one of the best offensive numbers in the country. It's just every week we play, um, an impressive opponent and I just get to, you know, coach and watch some really, really good baseball and, um, the lessons that I've learned from doing that um, are definitely going to help me uh, mm-hmm. wherever I end up. Uh, something that I, I want to touch on, you know, because you said, you know, with with the whole your neck, you're paralyzed for a few weeks and stuff. How, you know, how did you handle that mentally? How did you prepare yourself? How did you, you know, get through that time? You know, because it's, it's a difficult time, right? Because Nobody knew how it happened or why, why it happened. And how did you handle that mentally? Um, honestly, I, I did pretty well with it. Um, mm-hmm. I always had in my mind that, you know, I was going to make it back to where I needed to be. And while it was tough, like um, I did have an unbelievable support system and a really good friend group at the time. So um, I was never really worried about it once I was healthy enough, you know, um, to do all the normal things that I needed to do. Um, but it was tough, obviously, um, being a really good athlete to, you know, having to learn how to walk and brush my teeth and stuff like that again. So yes, it was crazy. And I, I'm glad that I had the support that I had or else I, you know, um, could have, you don't know where you have been. Yeah. Those dark thoughts, you know, could have got to me and just led me down a different path, but I'm glad it led me to KU and, you know, everything that's come with that. And then you did all your, th- uh, your therapy and all that at KU. Uh, yeah, I, st- uh, so I was in, I was at this, I was in the Stanford PICU for 32 days and, mm. uh, the spinal rehab center for another week or two, and then a bunch of outpatient. And then, yeah, I just came to KU and kind of worked with our staff here and, um, tried to do the best I could to get back. That's awesome. Love it. I, think I, got, that's... I got back to playing. Like I was back playing. I played in the fall. Um, I obviously played in Western, um, just not to the level that I felt that, you know, I needed to be. Right. Uh, Absolutely. Help, help Kansas win in the big 12. That listen, you got mad respect from me from going from that to, you know, still being able to play because at a D one school at all, of all places, right. Yeah. You went to, you know, Western Nebraska and you played there. Right but you're still playing against D one D two players, you know, and during that summer. So you were, you still had to show up and play. Right. Yeah, for sure. Love it. Um, okay. So any other plans, you know, are you, are you going to take a little bit of time off before you go? You're just going straight, you know, as soon as the season ends down to Western Nebraska and off work you go. Yeah. So I, we play at the university of Texas, May, 19th, 20th, and 21st, and then I'll fly back from Austin the night of the 21st and then leave for Western Nebraska in the morning of the 22nd. Oh, my then, God. And then I'll have an off day on the 
23rd and then we start on the 24th. Sheesh. Yeah, you the say- spring through the summer is tough. I have some more. I have a little more free time in the fall and the winter, though. So, and in and in uh, the fall and winter, you're going to be going. Uh, you staying in school? Uh, yeah. In the fall, I'll be here because we practice and do everything throughout the fall. And then, normally for from about Thanksgiving to January fifth or so, I go back home to California and spend time with my family. And I love to snowboard. And my grandparents live in Lake Tahoe, so oh, I nice. Of, I spend a lot of time up there. Um, and that's what I, that's just a couple of things I do in my free time. Okay. I got to learn how to, how to, how to ski or snowboard. I've never done it in uh, my life. It is tough, but it is a ton of fun. Yeah. I um, moved here when I was 12 straight to Ohio and never really did it. So yeah. go figure. Right. Um, okay. Um, so are you ready, my friend? I think so. Okay. Are you ready for my questions? My famous, not so famous questions. I hope so. <laughs> I'll give you an easy one. You go to the ballpark as a fan. Okay. You're about to go sit down. Uh, but what is your drink and snack of choice? Um, oh, first off, pretzel with cheese every time. Not a question. <laughs> um, I actually have a pretzel with cheese before every home game in Western Nebraska. Do you? Uh, by far favorite as a fan, yeah. Um, before I was 21, it was a Dr. Pepper. Now it's probably a Coors Light. <laughs> there you go. Dr. Pepper is delicious. You know, I get I get a lot of uh, Pepsi or 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 Coke, um, but Coors Light that's where it, it's the way it is. I like to try local beer at some of those places. Yeah, so, no, yeah. we actually have some in Western Nebraska that I've tried and that are pretty good. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, all right. Last song you downloaded. Uh, I feel like I download a lot of songs. I, gotta check. <laughs> I always download songs. Better by Khaled. All right. There you go. Better by Khaled. I like it. I got I haven't listened to it, so I got to check it out. Um. Okay. Cake or pie? Cake. Good job. Uh, strangest thing you've ever eaten. I'm probably the pickiest eater you've ever had on this podcast. Um, I don't eat a lot of food, so I don't even, there's really, I promise you there's nothing strange that I've ever eaten. <laughs> you just keep it as basic as you can. I'm as basic as it comes. Yeah. <laughs> so you're Puerto Rican. Have you ever, you ever had like morcilla and things like that? Um, my, you know, my abuelita would cook a lot of stuff like that. And, you know, I just never really got into it because I was so picky. My mom, <laughs> my mom is as picky as they come and we got it from her. But my siblings are kind of the same way. Yeah, that's funny. I will tear me up some of those blood sausages. I'm telling you. <laughs> Do you think that cereal is a soup? No. Good job. I That's a great answer. Um, let's see. Uh, if animals could talk. Which animal would be the rudest animal? Honest thing, like I love dogs, but I think dogs would like, I feel like they got like a bunch of sarcasm to them. <laughs> um, they try and like show you and they just can't. <laughs> I have a chihuahua and I think, you know, and I love my chihuahua to death, but she could be the meanest dog to other people. It's just, sure. yeah, I got a, a Jack Russell mix 
Allie and she, you know, she's crazy too. And she hates other people. So <laughs> I think for sure, if I knew what she was trying to tell the mailman every day, <laughs> right. Exactly. Probably pretty rude. <laughs> there you go. Um, early bird or night owl night owl. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm the total opposite. So I'm a five 30 in the morning. My girlfriend does both. So I don't understand, but no, I, I hate the mornings. See, I cannot do not like, listen, past a certain time I'm tired and I got to go. I tell my wife, I'll see you later, honey. I love you. You can keep reading or whatever, but I'm going to bed. Yeah. yeah, Most nights I can stay up kind of as late as I want, but I just getting up in the morning. is always definitely tougher for me. (laughs) Uh, All right, here we go. Hamburgers or a hot dog? Hamburgers. Hamburgers. Do you think that a hot dog is a sandwich? No. It's a great answer. A great answer. Um, coffee or tea? I don't really like either. You, me either. Well, no, I, lo- I like tea. Cannot stand the taste of coffee. Yeah, I don't, I don't love it. And I don't love tea either, though. But tea, um, uh, tea I don't mind. Tea is okay. Coffee, nah, I'm yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, deep dish or New York style? Oh, sorry, back to that. I'm glad I don't like coffee because I saved myself so much money. For real. Oh my God. You All know, the Starbucks you, runs. Starbucks. Uh, oh, yeah. Ridiculous amounts of money you saved yourself. Yeah. Um, okay. Deep dish or New York style? New York style, 100%. 100% is the correct answer. Absolutely. Pepsi or Coke? Oh, well, you said Dr. Pepper. Uh, but if I had to go, I'd go Pepsi in, over one of those. Again, correct answer. That is oh, the nice. correct answer. Absolutely. Um, okay. So do you follow uh, minor leagues uh, at all? The Like uh, affiliated baseball and all that? Yeah. Like I have a lot of, I have, you know, quite a few buddies that are still playing that um, have made me pretty interested in following them. Okay. So what is, has been the favorite rebrand that you've seen so far? Their logos. Yeah. I threw you a hard one. I know. I don't, I don't know if this counts, but I thought the new Appalachian League, uh-huh. uh, the college summer league, I thought they did a really good job with all their mascots. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're pretty awesome. Actually, um, I'm uh, I'm good friends with one of the well, actually, a couple of them, but uh, in the uh, Otterbots and the Sock Puppets. Yeah, those are awesome. My uh, one of my really good buddies, Ben, was uh, an intern former was their head ops guy or something for the Autobots this summer. And then my other buddy Colton, who's at Oklahoma state was the, the fly boys like guy. Yeah. That's a Listen, that's an awesome league. Now that I'm here in North Carolina, it's such a cool experience to go see that. I'm going to get to go see all these teams now that they're so close by. So yeah, the Appalachian league, you know, I was sad when they lost affiliation, but what they gain in new logos and popularity and all of that has been, and now they're affiliated also with USA baseball. So, I mean, come on now for sure. They're doing it right over there. Oh yeah. All right. A couple more and then I'll get you out of here. I promise. Um, let's see what is, has been the best Wi-Fi name you've seen. Best Wi-Fi name. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I, love, like, I love the ones when we go to the airport like when you're traveling or trying to get on the wi-fi and it's like 
don't even think about trying to join this Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like, don't even bother. Never mind. All right. You join this Wi-Fi, good. I'll kill you. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we have to be so hostile about it, but all right. Yeah, Just say don't. I won't join your Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, okay. Let's see here. Last one. What is one show that has been canceled that you would bring back that you wish would be back? Entourage. You know, I never watched that show. Oh, it hands down the best show I've ever seen. Yeah. Just, yeah. I feel, felt the connection with the characters. I just thought it was hilarious. Um, they had, I think they went eight seasons in a movie and I've probably seen the eight seasons probably six or seven times in the movie, at least that many times. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm obsessed. Yeah. I got to check it out. It's on the list. We have me and the wife have a lot that's on the list right now. We still got to finish season three and four of Ozark. Right. So no, I just, (laughs) I just, I was watching Ozark with me and Kylie were watching it out in the living room when you told me you were on. So we paused it. Um, We just started like, we're in the middle of season two. We finished the first season like a week. It's nuts. Isn't it? Awesome. Yeah. We just literally, we just started it last week. I was watching that. I'll probably watch it when I get off here. Good job. Yes. I'm telling you it is nuts, but yeah, we're, we're like two or three episodes into season two. So yeah, still some catching up to do. You're going to get surprised. You're just like, what? Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like every episode, there's something where we're both like, we look at each other like, <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, did that just happen? Like I was not expecting literally from the very beginning of the show, did not expect that Jason Bateman was the man that he was in the character. Right. So it was I, just, I said the same thing. I was like, I can't, like, I almost can't take this guy seriously just because I've never seen him in a role anywhere near. Exactly. This exactly. I'm like on real. So you know what? Absolutely great show. That's a good show for you to watch. Yes, absolutely. All right, my man. Hey, thank you so much for doing this. This was a lot of fun. Uh, where can people find you on social media? Uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I think my username on Instagram is Antonio underscore G5. And then on Twitter, it's Antonio with two oh. underscores G38. Correct. And I'll put this, uh, I'll put the link on, on the show notes. So that way people can, fo- can follow you and all that. Good luck to you with, uh, with uh, Kansas and the pioneers. I'm going to, you know, I don't know if I'll make it this year, but hopefully next year I'll make it up there to Nebraska. Cause I really want to check those guys out. Yeah. We'd love to have you out. All right, my man. Again, thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate it. I had a lot of fun. Thanks. I hope you guys enjoy that episode with Antonio. Make sure you guys are following him on social media, uh, as well as make sure you guys keep up with the Western Nebraska Pioneers as they take on the North Platte Plainsmen on the 24th of May. Good luck to them. Good luck to the league. Uh, hopefully everything works out for them. Uh, but before I go, guys, make sure that uh, you guys are subscribed to the uh, podcast. Give it five stars. That way I go up on the rankings. And if you want to leave a comment, please do so because I do read those as well. All right. Until then, keep on grinding and always support the minor leagues. See ya. This podcast is part of the Curve Brand Media Network. Here are some of the other members of Curved Brand Media. 
Hi, this is Ed Rivera of the Data Chronicles. Join me as I interview people just like you and players, coaches, GMs on the path that led you to become a fan of the sport. I'm Paul Caputo, and on the Baseball by Design podcast, I talk to minor league baseball teams, designers, and other super interesting people about what these minor league baseball logos mean. And I talk a little bit about ice cream helmets. What's up, Bucketheads? I'm Anna DiTomaso, and each week on the Baseball Bucket List podcast, I speak with a different fan about their favorite baseball memories, what the game means to them, and what's left to check off on their baseball bucket list. Hey guys, this is Patrick Larson from the Minor League Baseball Hat History Series, and in every episode, I go through the history of minor league teams through my personal collection of hats. You can find me on Twitter at at PatLarson1. I hope you guys enjoy. This is Patrick and Corey of BaseballMapper.com, and we have made an interactive map to help highlight all baseball teams from the majors down to collegiate summer leagues. We want to bring you closer to baseball, so get on the site and find a team near you today. Learn more about Curve Brim Media at CurveBrimMedia.com. <laughs> 